I'm saying that you can't accuse me of just kind of looking at things at face value when that's actually what you're doing. You're gauging from your own experience and the fact that you talk to some people here and there and then saying, well, that's just how it is. That's not just how it is. So from your Googling, you have a better understanding of what the military is than people who are actually have I don't have a it. better understanding of what it's like to be in the military, but I absolutely have a better understanding in regards to the fact that diversity benefits the military. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. Explain I know you got to get back to your script. I understand that you have to get back to your script, okay? But hold on. We're actually talking now. Nobody watching uh, this sorry. actually thinks that your brain's operating at a higher level. I mean, I'm thinking fast. I haven't been able to say a word, my dude. You, you've literally been just let's talking go, nonstop. Point point. And the non-biased mod isn't even helping at all. So this oh, is exactly I'm sorry, Hunter. I thought when I, when I spoke earlier, I was being too biased. Okay, John, let's give Hunter a few minutes to talk. Welcome back to Andrew Says. Diversity is our strength. It's something we hear a lot in this country, especially from our prime minister. He says it all the time. And you've probably seen diversity, equity, and inclusion policies on job listings at least a few times in the past few years. Now, diversity is so important, in fact, that the government recognizes gender or sexuality as some sort of accomplishment. It's why you see Kamal Harris celebrated as both the first black and the first Indian vice president at the same time in different articles. It's so important that it should be injected into the military as well for some reason. You've seen top U.S. military officials talk about white rage. You've seen U.S. Army commercials. They're a joke. We've also got the Admiral, who might be a man. We might be a woman. We're not sure yet. Um, commentator Hunter Avon is another person who agrees with at least some of that. He's here to rebuttal another video about the importance of, of diversity in the military. Interesting stuff. Take a look. Having women in the military is a massive benefit uh, for the military. Diversity in the military is a massive benefit for the military. For people like me who actually give a shit about having a strong military and aren't as concerned about pushing some kind of insane fascistic agenda, uh, I can recognize that having diversity in the military provides more insights. It provides more abilities for people to connect with certain civilians. So for example, having women in your military can help with women talking to women civilians. Andrew, thanks for having me on today. No, thank you for coming on. As I'm sure you're aware, it's not easy to get people who disagree to come on to shows like this. So we definitely appreciate that. Now, the first thing I wanna ask you is, first off, I'll start by saying I'm not anti-diversity in any means. I just don't know how diversity in and, out, in and of itself is a benefit and something to strive for in terms of the military. And we can talk about other things as well if you want, but this is basically what we talked about. Explain what you mean. What do you mean by just diversity? Is it gender, sexuality, race, all kinds? Can you please explain? Yeah, I think that diversity, really diverse uh, identities at the end of the day, whether it is race, gender, sexuality, um, all of that kind of plays a very significant role in the benefiting or in benefiting the military. Um, specifically in the uh, context of innovation. So when you have a diverse group of people, you have a diverse group of backgrounds, essentially, you have more ideas to pull from, and the innovation is crucial for the military's development and, uh, and success, largely. Uh, in fact, the military even has what's called the Army Ideas for Innovation program, where people who have ideas can come to this office and submit their ideas, and basically by Having diverse people, whether they're gay or women or black or whatever, having a diverse group of people contributes massively to innovation and uh, uh, thriving for the military, essentially.
Is there any example you can think of where that has been used to make some sort of new technology, new way of fighting or anything like that? Yeah, so there's actually several different inventions that we use today, um, both in the military and in our day-to-day -day life that were invented by uh, minorities or were a result of uh, diversity. So for example, Heidi Lamar, uh, she invented what was called the frequency hopping communication system. And what that was used at the time for World War II, but now that invention is actually what fuels Wi-Fi, GPS, and Bluetooth. So we all benefit from that technology, for example. But how is that due specifically to their race or gender or some sort of diversity? Uh, it's not It's not like because she's a woman, that's why she came up with the idea. It's rather that the more diversity you have, the more backgrounds you have, you avoid groupthink and you're more likely to achieve higher levels of innovation. Um, I can give you some examples of like uh, private companies that when they're focused on innovation, increases in racial diversity were related to enhanced financial performance. So the more diverse groups of people you have, the less group think you have and the better uh, outcomes essentially you, you get as well. So are you, in, are you in favor of hiring, let's say having a quota for let's say women in the military or in Canada we have um, for native Canadians in the military? Are you in favor of quotas like that? Or do you think it comes naturally? Um, yeah, I, I'm not so sure I'm in favor of like a quota, like you must have this amount of women. Uh, I think that that tends to be pretty lame. And then you kind of leave out a lot of talent because I don't like the idea of hiring someone purely because they are a woman, but rather uh, like what started this whole thing really was um, John Doyle was kind of shitting on this idea of diversity in the military. And then John Miller called me a retard for saying that diversity was a strength. Who's John um, Miller? I'm not, I don't know who that is. He's a uh, Blaze TV host. Okay. Um, and yeah, he called me a retard. And I think that's how we got in contact to begin with is because I was posting about it. I, I don't remember exactly, but I'm not really in favor of like a strict quota, but I'm also strongly against this idea that there must only be uh, like strong men in the military because the military is made up of a lot more than just fighting. This is true, but I still I, I'm still not able to identify how like having this diversity as a point to like, let's just say you've got 100 white guys or 100 black guys. I don't understand how having an extra person of either category in a platoon makes them better fighters. Well, you got to remember that only 10% of the military will ever even see fighting. There's a lot more to the military than just fighting. So when I'm advocating for diversity in the military, I don't necessarily mean that's diversity in the actual fighting aspect. Obviously, women on average are weaker than men. So having more strong men on the front lines will probably make more sense. But again, if we're talking about the the behind the scenes shit, you know, the uh, analysis that's necessary, the, the different ideas that come up, the technology that's developed, this all benefits from diversity. I can give you um, an example. So here was a study where they put together three person groups, some consisting of all white members, other with two whites and one non-white member, and they had them perform a murder mystery exercise. And to find out who committed the murder, the group members would have to share all the information they collectively possessed during uh, the discussion. And 
excuse me, the groups with racial diversity significantly outperformed the groups with no racial diversity. Being with similar others leads us to think we all hold the same information and share the same perspective. This perspective, which stopped the all-white group from effectively processing the information, is what hinders creativity and innovation. But what information was that that somebody from a different race had that didn't white that white people didn't have? It's not that cut and dry. It's more so that when you have people of different backgrounds, different experiences, they all bring something different to the table. And more groupthink leads to lower rates of innovation. So if you have people that all look the same, even if it's not intentionally, I'm not saying they're all like these, these evil racists or something, but it's just that when people look the same as you, you tend to kind of think of them as holding the same ideas as you as well. And that just leads to groupthink. It's not it's not beneficial for the military. It's not beneficial for innovation. I think you're 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 reading the conclusion of some sort of study without really being able to give the examples of what's in it. But I was in the military. I don't recall any time. A couple of my best friends in the army were African guys. There wasn't ever a time where any of us looked around and said, "We need more diversity. This is going to help us." And in fact, when you've got people in an armed forces, when you come together from vastly different places, from the west coast of the country to the center to the east there aren't these you know racial thought lines that it seems like you're pointing towards like i got friends from alberta who who live in the country and they think completely different from the guys who live on the east coast in the maritimes yeah. here in canada and that's part that's partially diversity though they're also diver there's also diversity of thought but people of different identities bring different ideas as well. They have different experiences. They contribute differently, just like having diversity of thought from somebody from Florida working together with somebody from California might have different ideas. It's not just this like strict identity as if like you are gay, so therefore you have a better idea kind of thing. But rather when you put people together of all different backgrounds, of all different uh, experiences and different identities, you just get higher rates of innovation. This has been demonstrated time and time again. I can give you another study if you want. The one that I just read you, I do understand. It was a murder mystery. And the reason that that's important, as cheesy as it sounds, is because that was able to find not a correlation, but more of a causal link between diversity contributing to higher rates of innovation. But what was the but, thing that they found that was different from race to race? I don't, yeah, see, I don't know exactly what the difference was that they found in these things. I can send you the whole study if you want, but I don't think that's important. What's but you have, important like, is, you're, you're saying this thing, but you haven't even, it sounds like you haven't read it though. I have read it. Then but I just you don't, don't have know all the, the information. Well, I don't have all the information stuck here, right here on my notes, but I think that this is kind of weak if you're going to start accusing me of not reading the full entire study when I have, first of all. Second of all, this is not what's, this, that's not the relevant part. What's relevant is that when there is more diversity, they perform better. I can give you another one too. Uh, by correlating diversity in leadership with market outcomes, as reported by respondents, they learned that companies with more diversity out-innovate and outperform others. Employees at these companies are 45% likelier to report that their firm's market share grew over the previous year, and 70% likelier to report that the firm captured a new market. So the fact that they're capturing a new market is, again, evidence that they are innovating at faster rates. Well, yeah, we're talking about marketing and, and business. I would never say that there doesn't need to be, you know, different viewpoints and say we're marketing towards a different demographic here. I think it makes perfect sense. But what we were talking about was stuff in the military and how just placing diversity and putting in not necessarily uh, a strong, you know, focus on diversity, but in and out of itself, I don't think it matters 
at all when you're when your goal here is to fight and your goal here is to the goal you know, isn't to fight the goal, the goal of the is military not to, not to fight okay what is it the the goal of the military is really ultimately to keep our country safe but again there's only 10 percent of our military that will ever even see fighting this this is oftentimes a, a straw man that a lot of people build up which is like oh do you really think a weak frail woman is going to do good on the battlefield no that's not all the military is though there's way more to the military than just fighting I'm aware. I was in the military, but the, the, what I'm... You don't sound like you're aware because but, you're making the argument that it's all fighting. I mean, those people support the people that are fighting. The The supply chain and the, the vehicle technicians, these are all people who are supporting the people fighting. It never, ever comes up where somebody says, we need more diversity. If only we had people from this place or this place or who thought this way, we would have been better off. That sort of stuff never comes up. And it comes to my broader point is... When you make these videos and and you're you're shitting on people and you pull up the like you, I I went through your Twitter a little bit yesterday and it's mainly reacting to people that you don't like and saying how stupid they are and you and you take these broader concepts and take them at face value like in one point in that video you you read about um, um the, you read something off the American Immigration Council as if that their I like, as if their goal is not to advance the you know the public image of diversity in the military. Um, you talked about martial law. Um, there's one point where you're you're taking apart uh, what John says about you know people having mental illnesses in the military, and you Google a part that says you don't have to be like really mentally competent to apply for the military, and then it says educational achievement, cognitive testing, and cursory psychiatric evaluation. And then you take that and you're just like, well, that subtles it. So I, I feel like, well, no, it's that if you say that there are a bunch of mentally ill people in the military, that doesn't really add up if they need to pass a cognition test in order to even begin serving in the military. See, I don't. That's the point I was making. See, and, you don't know well, on, what wait, wait, the wait, test wait, is. You. Okay, go That's ahead. not true. You keep on bringing up your own personal experience with this. I'm not saying that all the soldiers are hanging out saying, Man, where's another black person? It's that, again, the military is made up of a large group of people. It's not just fighting. It is a large group of people that contribute to different uh, facets of the military. And when you have diversity, again, you have more innovation. And honestly, there are even studies showing that when you exclude people, when you, you are obsessed with this idea of cohesion on the basis of race or sexual orientation or gender identity, you actually weaken the military. You weaken the morale of the military, and you basically undermine the perception that people have of the military as well, because now the military no longer resembles the demographic of the country. This has been demonstrated. I could send you a peer-reviewed study that studied a uh, the UK military, for example, and found just this. But so again, you... I'm not saying you need to have quotas to force diversity in everything. I'm saying that the, what the argument that I was responding to as far as John Doyle and John Miller was that they were saying diversity is not a strength of the military, and I'm saying it is. Again, you, you say I'm, like, I, I'm saying from my personal experience, it's not just my personal experience, it's how it is. Like, for example, if I was to say um, there was a fitness test and obese people didn't make it, that's just not my personal experience. That's how it is, and that's how the military operates. So it's not just me talking from my experience of what I saw, you know, day to day between and had conversations between people. It's how it actually is. And I feel like you take these surface level arguments and you say, oh, that's how it must be. I've Googled this definition and I've Googled what uh, what mental acuity tests they do, and they do this cognitive evaluation, and therefore no 
there can be no sign of, you know, people with poor mental health in the military. You're saying, well, I was in the military and this was my experience, so no, no, I, that's I just told is. you that's not, no, it, it's not just my experience. It is how it is, though. Like if I but say, how do you know that? You're taking it at face value. You're gauging from your own experience. So I never talked to anybody. Is... I never knew anything about what was going on while I was no, there. No, I'm not saying that's. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that you can't accuse me of just kind of looking at things at face value when that's actually what you're doing. You're gauging from your own experience and the fact that you talk to some people here and there and then saying, well, that's just how it is. That's not just how it is. So from your Googling, you have a better understanding of what the military is than people who are actually have I don't have a it. better understanding of what it's like to be in the military, but I absolutely have a better understanding in regards to the fact that diversity benefits the military. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know if we're going to get anywhere with that. I did want to bring in another guest, Olivia. Um, you want to go ahead and put them both on? Well, wait, who are you ambushing me with? Because we're not even done with our discussion yet. Andrew. Hey, John, what's up? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's here to discuss diversity, here to discuss the military. Nice. Hunter, how are we doing? Finally. Are I'm doing good. Why? Why? It's We took we took so long to get this set up. I'm actually, I'm happy to see you, John. How you doing, man? It is true. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. You know, I don't want to stand on ceremony with this sort of uh, performative fraternity, Hunter. You know, you had some very abrasive things to say about me in your video, which admittedly I didn't watch. Admittedly, I also didn't rewatch my video in preparation for this because, of course, I wanted to give you the biggest advantage possible. So you're going to have to refresh me a little bit on your critiques uh, as we go along here. But, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, the main uh, critique that I had was just you seem to be very much against this idea of diversity in the military. Um, and that's just not true. Like, it, it, I thought that that was quite delusional, to be honest, because virtually every single study we have, whether it's of a private business or of the military directly, we can see that diversity contributes to a significant amount of innovation. Right. So for those watching, uh, people of Hunter's kin like to do this thing with studies where they basically use them like Pokemon cards. So Hunter is going to take his studies and he's going to say, look at this study. It says this thing, blam. And it's like his argument is the title of the study. You know, he doesn't believe that people like as we saw with what Andrew was saying, can experience things, can infer data, uh, can use their inductive reasoning, things like that. So this that's why, you know, it's always studies and data. So. You know, people like Hunter also, it's not a coincidence that they're so obsessed with things like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Like, they conceptualize I've never even diversity. watched Marvel. Like, Hold uh, on, no, wait, not you, you, wait, not wait, wait, wait. You. no, 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 no. Is this actually your argument right now? Is the idea of shitting on data and factual information because you think that feelings outweigh facts? Is that it? No. I never said— no. If you would on. listen to my argument, I know this isn't one minute. of your reaction I... streams where you're going to pause what I'm saying and have your little quick— Well, this isn't one of your videos where you, can just that, where you can just make up a bunch of lies about what I think. Let's just well, go one let me just time. finish my opening monologue here. My point was going to be that people of Hunter's coalition, maybe not him necessarily, since we want to get specific here, uh, they can only conceptualize diversity like a team of superheroes, right? Or like the, the, what was that Pixar movie, Inside Out, where you've got like this guy with this strength, and then this guy is really good at this thing, and they all come together, and then they beat the bad guy. That's not actually how it works. And, you know, what it comes down to basically in brass text is that anything the military is doing besides focusing on destroying enemies and their resources and securing our borders is by definition operating at a less efficient way uh, than it should be. And so the whole idea behind diverse identities as Hunter articulated is this idea that like, oh, well, you know, 
If you've got the white guy, he's going to have this way of looking at it. Uh, if you have the black guy, he's going to have this way of looking at it. And when they all come together, you know, they can sort of uh, figure out the best way possible because you have all these different perspectives. I wanted to set up a, uh, a debate between you guys. Uh, Hunter refused, and then he. Really? On, I did not the, refuse. You did. I you said that I wanted a. Hold on, no, wait, wait, wait. No, you said I'll, I'll, I'll I, never I don't debate care if him. I gotta go against I'll never. Both of you guys, you said I'll say, never. I said that I wanted a non-biased moderator. Yeah, and, and have I said no? How have I okay. said anything? I haven't said anything. I haven't said anything. Way. No. If I could he, just he, comment on the structure of the debate. Typically, the way these actual debates, as opposed to you know internet blood sports go, is you know one side will speak for five ten minutes, the other side will speak for five ten minutes. There's questions, etc. That's kind of the impression under which I was operating. So I'd like to be able to speak for a few minutes uninterrupted. I just wanted to interject with the fact that I haven't said anything, and he's saying there's a debate on uh, a moderator on your side, and this is why he refused to come on, but I'm perfectly able to sit here, as I've shown, and not say anything and let you guys talk, so let's go back to, to both of them. You're not me talk right now. Because you just uh, made just a claim that I'm... Minutes. Can I, okay, can ahead, I respond to anything that John said, or is you, he literally... Yeah, you will have ample yes. time. Yes, you just you gotta will. be patient. Delayed wait, wait, wait. gratification. I, are we gonna do a five-minute five minute thing? Because I'm not doing That'd that. That'd be great. Can you speak for five minutes extemporaneously? Are you afraid of that? No, it's not that I'm afraid of it. It's that a real debate is you say something, then I ask a question, then we kind of build upon that and have more of a conversation, not just That's you get not to accurate. your camera for You know, I didn't minutes. even go to college, Hunter. I know the collegiate-level debate, there, there's the first uh, affirmative, there's the first rebuttal. I mean, it goes in blocks. So I'm going to continue with what this I was trying to say This isn't a formal debate. Well, it is. You know, I would like to think that we can operate at that level. You know, I have a great <laughs> amount of respect for you, believe it or not. I can't believe that your version of a debate, you're so scared to actually just talk back and forth. Are you afraid of my soy face? Without letting me talk. My brother in Christ, you gotta stop. I'm gonna just continue. My brother anyway, in Christ, you won't the idea, shut the fuck up. The, the idea, you're so tough, dude. Like, I don't understand I this never agreed to this. You're literally just ambushing me and then saying, oh, it's a formal debate now, so you have to be it quiet is. for five minutes. It is. Real? Let's actually yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Why do you think that diversity does not benefit the military? What's your evidence of this? See, I was going to continue. Anyways, the idea that diversity does inherently benefit the military, like in that video in particular, I think I was mainly talking about diversity in terms of uh, sex and in terms of uh, sexuality. So like literally, if you're going to argue, argue that diversity in terms of sexuality benefits the military, like they could read something written by von Clausewitz or something written by Sun Tzu, and they could actually amend that text and have a better idea of how to conquer enemies and defend borders than these people. And this kind of gets into the other thing. Well, even if not in terms of strategic innovation, in terms of of technological innovation you know they have something to offer there because he mentioned yeah. as well on the battlefield only 10% of people are gonna see combat right now in my mm -hmm. opinion that's more of an argument against the fact that the military has basically become a jobs program less against the fact that you know it's not actually gonna have a lot of people on the battlefield but you've got the innovation at least if not the combat aspect the thing with that though is if you say you're gonna have a million people that can be in the military just to use that number if you're gonna just stock it with people for diversity's sake, you're going to want to stock it with the most people who are the most likely to innovate. Because obviously, you know, I'm less innovative right. than the woman that he mentioned who created that technology. Uh, but on average, I think that's what's important to look at. And if you look at virtually 95%, which is an actual figure, 95% of the innovation, both scientific and technological, that took place on this planet between, uh, I think, 800 BC and 1950 AD was done by European men. I don't know why that, that is, but that just happens the to be the case. The fact of the matter no, is, it is. that at Excuse the end. Me. That Hold just on, wait. Happens Are you serious right so now? You're actually just going to do I'm going to hang up and leave, okay? If you don't let me actually talk and respond to some of this I'm bullshit. I'm almost done. I promise. I promise Why I'm are you just done. talking? You think, you think this is one of your videos right now? Yeah, You've right. made like I'm 50 claims. I'm not going to be able to respond to all of them. 
You're trying you to dish gallop me, John. You're trying to dish gallop me. You're so I mad right now because you don't like the idea of having a conversation. You're, you're used to just sitting down and saying, heck off, commie, LOLOL. You're breaking from your script. I know. You're really scared right now. You're so again, when you to talk say, for five minutes, you can't do it without I'm not afraid to talk for five minutes. I'm actually Steve. interested in talking to you, okay. not just then talking. Let me just get a couple more little bullet points out here. So this how idea again about you're the get out till I get to actually respond to. People, this is how debates work, dude. Like, I don't this know is not saying. how a debate works. Anyways, this is not how a debate works, my dude. So Why the idea that, like, talk? oh, we have this one anecdote. We have this one anecdote of this woman who invented this particular piece of technology, this minority who invented this particular piece of technology. <gasps> In a vacuum, if you were to keep pumping the military with, say, European men, which is the, traditionally the founding stock of our military, eventually they would have come up with that technology. That's just a fact. Eventually they would have, uh, because we can infer that from the fact that they've invented like virtually everything else. So I guess you then- that has anything really... to do with the fact that oftentimes like white people were dominating the country? So like, for example, you could say yeah, like why hey black people didn't innovating stuff well no no you could say like hey how come black people didn't really present any good inventions during the time that they were enslaved or during the time that jim crow was in place like i don't think it's fair for you to just say well look your europeans did this and that's just because they're european lol that's not how this works what it is is that oftentimes europeans held more power and they were mm. in a privileged position where they were able to innovate at faster rates but it doesn't mean that that is intrinsic to the fact that they are in fact European. And well, then, again, I'm okay, not, I have a question that about you keep, trying to, you keep trying to call what I'm saying like an anecdote. I, that's an example of, of some things that that's some of the things that women have contributed or gay people have contributed. Sure. But it's not just that. Again, it's that by having diversity, you avoid this idea of groupthink. You break away from groupthink and you are able to innovate faster. Group Why think is, is it? good. Okay, okay, so no, we're going to go point by, let's go point by point. No, it doesn't. Let's go point by point then. I want to talk about the Europe versus Africa thing. Colonization, no, right? No, we're not going to talk. That's, this has nothing to do with the actual military thing. I know that you, no, no, no. I know you got to get back to your script. I understand that you have to get back to your script, okay? But hold on. We're actually talking now. Nobody watching uh, this sorry. actually thinks that your brain's operating at a higher level. I mean, I'm thinking faster. Than I haven't literally been able to say a word, my dude. You, you've literally been just let's talking go, nonstop. Point by and point. the non-biased mod isn't even helping at all. So this Oh, I'm sorry, Hunter. I thought when I when I spoke earlier, I was being too biased. Okay, John, let's give Hunter a few minutes to talk, say what he wants to say. Okay. I, didn't I didn't want to appear too biased because, you know... Uh, so we, let it be known that I said that I was more than happy to debate John Doyle. And, you did not. Um, no, you said I will shut, never... Shut up, Andrew. You said, so I you said that up. I was this is my more show. than happy... To, um, right, I'm going to go ahead and mute. So that's, that's I said great. that I was more than happy um, to di uh, debate John Doyle, for example, didn't. on no. Modern Day Debate. Okay, and, on that one. Uh, well, no, he said, I said I'll never – I thought you were muting me. On Modern Day Debate, they reached out multiple times. John Doyle never responded. And uh, right. I directly said, I'm not so sure I want to debate on your platform, Andrew. You said I'll never like debate really John on my show. And I, and I haven't said anything. And I anything. said because you were so, going to be biased. And how am I biased? John go on, because you've let John ramble on for and the last when, and, and as soon as you complained, And as soon as you complained, I said you can have the floor now, and John just agreed. So instead Instead of complaining further, just say what you want to say. Okay. So again, my claim is not that we need to impose diversity on the military. My claim is that by letting more people into the military of all different diverse backgrounds, you are benefiting innovation. And John, I know that you say like, that's not true. That's not true. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. Wow. But you need to tell me then how come we have found not one, not two, but multiple different studies that have all shown that when there is more diversity, the companies innovate at faster rates. Can you please answer why that is the case? Yeah, I, I actually I do want to address the one study that you cited in particular, uh, the murder mystery study, which you said was proof that diversity is good. 
on the surface, it's like murder mystery being equivalent to warfare. Okay. But you have to look at the difference between the two. I mean, you have something like a murder mystery, right? That's like a social deduction scenario. You have a finite pool from which to draw, uh, and then maybe you can find who did it, so to speak, versus like literal open that. modern warfare. Right. So what I'm familiar with it's in terms all, of the literature— It's, you do, it's you, not all you, modern like, warfare. I know you have low impulse control, but you just have to stop, okay? We, you want to go back and forth, and we have to go back and forth. So in terms— in terms of the literature um, that I think alludes to some of this, like corporate diversity being good, military diversity being good, oftentimes what they find is exactly that perspective thing that you're talking about, where if you have a more diverse group of people, uh, then they're better able to assess situations critically. That's the problem. Right. Because all of the literature that's supporting that claim, you have to be careful with what that what that is implicating. Because they're not saying that they're actually better at producing the correct outcomes for situations. Literally, what they are saying is they are better at critical thinking. Why is that? That is because when you have more people from different backgrounds, they are more likely to disagree on things, which they define positively as critical thinking. I would disagree with that because, again, I want to get back to the Europe versus Africa thing because you said that the reason Africa didn't have a competent military or innovation so to speak, was because of European oppression. I didn't say Africa. Well, no, no, that's not what I said. I, I was just we, we, we talked about, about the European. Okay. But hold okay. on, what you just said well, as I, far as Really, the, I just well, have on, one wait, wait, question I just want to respond to what you I said promise. really quickly because okay. you right. didn't answer my question either. But first of all, when you have people, you just admitted it. That when you have people, you have a lot of different ideas. You have a finite pool of information to pull from. And that is a benefit of diversity. Second of all, the study that I just referenced to you was not actually the murder mystery one. I was bringing up a study which looked at uh, different banks, and they found that innovation-focused banks increased or innovation increased uh, in racial diversity, that that was clearly related to an enhanced financial performance. So when you say they're not looking at the outcome, they are looking at the outcomes. The outcomes are specifically benefiting by having more diversity. And these are this isn't just in private firms where this has been discovered. Even the military itself has found that when women are involved in complex problem solving, they solve problems at faster rates than groups that are just made up of men, for example. So what's wrong with this? Why don't we want our military to be strong and, and efficient? Um, I would be curious to see the sample size from, from that one uh, pertaining to women because men are more rational than women. Uh, and so I would imagine that's – no, it's not a lie. Um, that's a lie. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely not a lie. No, and it's a lie. I, there's even studies supporting that too. Um, no, there isn't. But anyway. There's studies reporting the complete opposite. But I know that you kind of have to just make up stuff. But okay, go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, well, anyways. So it's like if you take a sample size of high IQ women and compare them to average IQ men, they're going to be better at solving those problems. But if I took 100 women off the street and 100 men off the street, I mean, you would be delusional to suggest that the women would be better at solving the problems than the men would. I mean, this is just a fact. Um, no, and so, not at all. In terms of it's the social true. deduction, it is true. Dude, like, I, I, don't, I don't know if you're lying. I don't know, like, what kind of bubble you live in to actually believe this. It reminds me of the Trump tweet. Like, is this even possible to believe? This you, idea— You haven't provided any evidence. You're just saying, like, obviously this is the case. I have evidence after evidence after evidence that shows that the Marine Corps, for example, found that including women resulted in just as good, if not better, cognitive performance with these challenging problems. I have information showing that when women are involved in high-firm companies, they perform better better the more diversity is implemented in those companies these are this is a clear evidence that women are not less rational than men you're going to have some women that are less rational than men you're also going to have some men that are less rational than women they have done studies where they presented men and women with complex moral problems and at the end of the day men and women were just as rational this is just an uh, this is just a lie that you're saying right now
No, no, it's not. Um, there's a really good book that I don't think you'll read, but if anyone's interested, it's called The Rationality Quotient, and it's, you know, how to quantify actually thinking rationally. And they found, like, I, I think a uh, 0.67 or 0.68 advantage in terms of rational thinking for men. Um, so, again, I don't, I don't even think this is worth addressing. But, again, what you're arguing, I'm, I'm frankly much less concerned about, like, all of the studies and things like that. I'm talking about, like, what we know about world history. What you are arguing is that all of the conquests of, for example, the Roman Empire would have been better if you would have had more women involved or more gay people involved or things like that. And this is why I know I don't know why you are so like like afraid of this comparison. But when you're talking about like, you know, Africa was at a disadvantage versus Europe. Well, why then was Europe able to come in and colonize Africa? If we were really at a level playing field, they have more natural resources than Europe. Why didn't why weren't they able to man the defenses? I understand that. But listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying that innovation is more likely to come from European men as evidenced by literally 95% of all of it. You're saying no. I'm saying, okay, well, if that's not the case, why was Africa not able to defend itself from European colonization? These are all, these are completely unrelated. The, the European the colonization me. had Humor everything me. to do with advanced levels of technology, even where did that climates. come from? Hold on. Even different climates had an effect there. This idea of, well, Africa couldn't defend itself, therefore minorities are not good for innovation is, is irrelevant. This is one of the weakest arguments I've ever heard. We need to combine and look at how diversity interacts with the military and in actual companies, because that's how the military is. You keep saying, well, what about the fighting I, actually, field? I agree with that. that. The military thing? is a company. And, Get that. Well, no, no, no. It's not just the company, but it's it's a group where there is a large amount of people that are all working towards a common goal. And if you want to talk about, if you actually want to talk about world history, I mean, you can look at historical examples. Since the 1800s, for example, armies with high rates of inequality have done poorly, according to all kinds of measures. One statistical analysis focused on armies with high rates of inequality, and that they found that that increased the odds by 50% that an army will suffer more casualties than it inflicts on the other side. So that's some world history for you right there. When right. you are discriminatory or when you don't properly include uh, uh, minorities into your group, you lack positive outcomes. You weaken the military. You weaken the morale. And again, I don't know why you keep going back to this Africa thing. At the end of the day, we have multiple different studies that have shown that when women and black people and minorities are included in these firms, they do better. You're just denying this. You're, you're just denying it right now. Okay, I have another question. Help me understand. If we know that if you have a group of like, uh, say, 50 bland vanilla white men and you throw in the black people and women, you're saying that that'll help that company do better, that military operation do better, then why then in the places in the world where we see the most black people or the most any sort of minority group, why then are they not doing as well as where we see the most groups of like white male dominated spheres? If that's the sure, case. I can answer that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the answer to that is not that, oh, just because they're black, they somehow have a better idea, lol. What you're doing is, is uh, stripping this of all nuance, and you're looking at this in one of the most delusionally reductionist ways imaginable. What it is is not only diversity, it's how you properly implement that diversity. Obviously, just having a large group of black people is not going to necessarily lead to any better or worse outcome than having a large group of uneducated white people or something. That's not the, the, the key here. The key is that when you have a uh, business or a company or something like the military and they all have a common goal, 
implementing diversity in the proper way, mind you, leads to more innovation because you're pulling from a larger pool of information. There is more experience behind that. And then, like I've already demonstrated, that leads to higher rates of innovation. This benefits the military immensely. Like, I want to see the military get stronger. I want our country to be kept safe. And that's what the military does. And so it only makes sense to have a larger pool to gauge information from. That was your argument at the beginning of this. Right. So... Again, it's like even in recent hi uh, history, our military hasn't been able to do really anything quite effectively. I mean, we got embarrassed in Afghanistan. We were embarrassed in all of our campaigns in the Middle East. Uh, and now it's like, like I'm really, I really kind of want you to just think about like what you're saying to me, which is that, you know, if we are to increase, like, what experience do you think? If you just had to guess, maybe there's not a study. If you just had to guess, what experience do you think the average black guy has in terms of dealing with high-level military operations, small unit tactics that the average white guy just like doesn't have? Like, what is that experience that you think he could really bring to the table there? I don't think that anybody, white, black, gay, straight, women, whatever, have like some intrinsic understanding of the military. They would be well. Then why would you need them for military diversity to make it better? That's would, the essence because, of your argument. No, I think that you're literally thinking that my argument is like just take a random woman off the street and plop her in the military. Therefore, military gets better. That According to I'm your saying. argument, that would what increase I, innovation. No, even if only my even argument only slightly. Is that, yes, my argument is that when you train, obviously to get somebody in the military, they're going to have to train to be in the military. Obviously, I'm not Which talking about just percent of women fail, but yeah, I'm not talking about just grabbing random people and then saying, oh, look, they're black. They must have better ideas. It's that again. I've said this now five times when you take a large group of people of different identities and they're all focused on a common goal after all going through the same training, mind you, to get to where they are in the military or going through the same process to be hired in a uh, hypothetical firm then you will see higher rates of innovation. I'm not saying that some black person just has an intrinsic understanding of the military, but guess what? Neither do any white guys, okay? They all go through a proper training, and then once they do, when they're all put in a group where they have to have a common outcome or a common goal, we see the diversity and the different experiences and different backgrounds lead to less groupthink and more innovation. And also, yeah. one more thing I really want to quickly address. You sure. said, like, oh, we haven't really seen our military do anything recently, yada, yada, yada. I mean, you might be right. I don't know. You might be wrong. But at the end of the day, if you want to look at all of the different uh, innovation that was contributed to our military during, say, World War II, for example, there, were, there was a multitude of uh, benefits that were brought to our military from minority groups, whether they were black, women, or gay. So I don't think that you can necessarily just say that they must not have an understanding or they must have the understanding. What were some it's of those, I mean, you say goal. multitudes. There's so many examples. Give me one from World War II. Sure. So Alan Turning, he was a crypto analysis for the British government during World War II. He was also mm -hmm. a gay man. Mm -hmm. His code-breaking skills played a pivotal role in intercepting coded German messages. Uh, I can give you another one. Mul the multiplex telegram was used in World War II, was invented by a black man named Granville T. Woods. He also invented the uh, first prototype of the gas mask. If you want another one, Heidi Lamar, she's a woman. She invented the frequency hopping communication system, which now gives us Wi-Fi, GPS, and Bluetooth. These are all things that have benefited the military, that were brought to the military from diversity. So you need to tell me, why are you in favor of weakening the military just because you don't want there to be diversity? Can you explain that one? I'm, to not, me, I'm not even anti-diversity. I, uh, 
I just fail to see the logic behind thinking that the less cohesive you make a group, the more likely it is to be able to successfully fulfill a task which would require it to be you. cohesive. You know, there's a reason when you're, as you would know, Andrew, there's a reason that when you get into the military, they haze you and they shave your head and they basically tell you that you're disposable. I mean, the whole idea psychologically, and again, only 10% are combat, the whole idea psychologically is to remove any sort of identity you have and tell you that, like, you are a unit and you're going to maybe die and like that's fine and so this idea that like oh well this guy happened to like anal sex and that's why he was able to create this piece of technology and that made it better it's like you know don't ask don't tell i'm not saying you need to kick people out of the military i'm just saying that this efforts to purposefully have diversity which is what we have is a waste of military resources uh and diversity in general i mean i have yet to see any real evidence i mean i haven't i'm not familiar with the evidence that hunters presented i'd like him to email it to me Obviously. but you know the most comprehensive yeah the most comprehensive comprehensive study I think we have on diversity in terms of like ethnicity is of course the Putnam study from 2011. Famous social scientist from Harvard and he found that as you increase ethnic diversity in a community everything goes down. Political involvement, trust, everything goes down. The only thing that goes up when you increase diversity is the amount of people protesting and the amount of people watching TV. That's it. So I fail to see and I fail to conceptualize how you know uh, the great militaries throughout the world would have been better if they simply had more more people from different groups or more women or more gay people I just I don't that doesn't compute and you know on paper it sounds like it makes a lot of sense but when we square that with what we know about how humans behave and interact with each other I think it really doesn't make sense and I think that's actually why he relies so heavily on uh, papers and studies and things like that because he doesn't seem to want to argue just from like his own logic he wants to again play the Pokemon card I've got my EX card it's peer-reviewed and it's like my brother in Christ you just you just can't really uh, argue from from within from what you know so charizard cards going for hundreds of thousands of dollars these days i'd like to implore you guys to watch some pawn stars maybe um hunter you got uh, the floor for up to five minutes say whatever you want go right ahead yeah, I'll go ahead and just respond to all the re really retarded things that John Doyle just said. So first and foremost, he complained last time in his video about a bunch of sexual assaults happening in the military, and he attributed that to gay people, when in fact, the sexual assault rise in the military is actually a result of hazing. So oftentimes we see sexual assaults at skyrocketing rates because straight men will literally go and sexually abuse other men simply for the sake of hazing. This is a huge problem. You can read about it on army.com if you don't believe it. So very good argument, John. Not sure why you're in favor of more sexual assault. Second of all, Putman study. Uh, very funny that you referenced that one. The Putman study was actually, the reason that they found that result was not because of diversity. It was rather because there were racist dipshits like you, John, who were angry that black people were there. So because there were racists, that negatively affected the cohesion, not having black people. In fact, there are way better studies which have shown that when you put white and black people together in the same community, excuse me, white people tend to become less racist because they no longer perceive a threat by people that look different from them, okay? Second of all, when it comes to the military, minorities fare just as well in the military when the military emphasizes the end goal of the mission rather than getting hung, hung up on uh, unique individual traits. You talk about cohesion, I agree with you. A unit that is not cohesive will not function properly, but you are wrongly attributing this idea that having diversity is somehow going to harm cohesion. That's not true. Cohesion actually benefits when you accept 
more people because, again, you lower the perceived threat. And in turn, you then get a benefit, which is more innovation. So there have already been studies, for example, that have shown that when people are hung up on gender identity or sexual orientation, they actually destabilize their military rather than protecting their own capabilities. That harms the military at the end of the day. So again, not sure, John, why you're in favor of a weaker military. And lastly, you say, I'm just relying on studies, using them as Pokemon cards, yada, 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 this thing, the, the other thing, instead of feeling what's within. I'm sorry, I don't know why you seem to be operating on a very womanly kind of basis here, but in my mind, I like to put facts over feelings, okay? And right now, for someone like you, who unironically said uh, that women are less rational, I'm not sure why you are now relying on your own fifis to come to a conclusion when that's not how the world works. If we went ahead and went by your logic, we would all be here believing the world is flat. Now, I don't know what you believe. Maybe you do believe that. But for most rational people, we recognize that the world is actually round, even though we've never seen the round Earth. We don't gauge within our own logic and our own little feelings. We look at studies and data. And when you look at a multitude of studies, I'm not just pulling one fucking study out of my ass here. We have a plethora of different data points, all showing that diversity integrated into companies betters the company, diversity integrated in the military betters the military. The reason our military is the strongest and most successful military in the entire world is largely attributable to diversity. All right. Thank you, voice. Uh, thank you both, boys, for coming Wait, on. Andrew, uh, hold on. Give me yes, 30 seconds. I, I will give you that 30 seconds in a moment. Um, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, if you guys want to come back on in June, we can get you back on for a more structured debate with more with more uh, particular questions for you both to uh, respond to. Hunter Avalon's YouTube channel and Instagram and Twitter. You can find him on his own name, I believe, A-V-A-L-L-O-N-E, and on his Discord, John Doyle, of course, Hagoff Kami on YouTube. He's also often on Blaze TV, Slightly Offensive, and all those wonderful shows. Uh, John Doyle, you were called a racist, so you want to get 30 seconds for that? Yeah, Do I'm get 30 actually seconds the least... to respond from there? Sure. I'm actually okay. the least racist person, uh, but in our follow-up debate, in the meantime, I would be curious, and I'm sure he'd be more than happy to send me all the information which he was citing, and I can assure you that in the first part of our debate, if I'm allowed to speak uninterrupted, I will refute one by one every single study he cites because it's wrong. And I don't know the studies because I don't really keep up with that kind of stuff, but I know they're wrong. And you can laugh, don't believe me, but just at least remember that I said it because that's what will happen. I'll prove to you that they're all incorrect. In terms of the Putnam study rebuttal, he pronounced the name wrong of the author but claims to know like the ins and outs of it. Uh, it wasn't actually racist white people because they didn't trust each other either. If you read the study, you would know that trust as a general, as an aggregate, went down. So if that what you're saying was the case, John, measuring trust is just like that, it'd be like, oh, white people here. mad at black people. But white people didn't trust each other anyways. Um, right. Also, in terms of diversity, John, I, I don't want to kick anybody out. They're lowering the bar to allow these people into the military. That's my problem. Hunter, 30 seconds, really tight. Tighten it up. So first and foremost, again, we're seeing John relying heavily on his fifis. I don't know if maybe he's still a snowflake in need of a safe space here, but you got to leave 2016. No, I'm staying in 2016 because they still be bothering <laughs> you, and I think that's very funny. So again, I rely on the data. John relies on his feelings, as demonstrated by him saying he's never read the studies, but I'm sure they're all just wrong. LOL. Second of all. I don't care if I pronounced the author's name incorrectly. The reason the trust was lower was because there was a higher rate of racism. Racists are scared of black people, and if they act racist, that lowers tri uh, the trust that black people have in the general community as well. Okay. This is why we have seen that accepting all identities benefits cohesion when it's implemented properly. Okay, back to me. Thank you both. Hunter, are you going to come back for a debate with John Doyle?
Uh, yeah, maybe. Are right, yeah, we got a but yeah, I maybe. A, I never got an opening statement either, so you know, you'll it's a get sad, but. you'll get a big opening statement next time. Thank you everybody Thank for you. watching. Thank you both for coming on. I appreciate you both. It's hard to get people to come together and talk like this. Thank you guys. Fly awake through the night.